0: friends, welcome back to Corbett Report Radio here on Republic Broadcasting. I'm your host, as always, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and I'm coming to you as always from the home recording studios of the Corbett Report here in the sunny climes of Western Japan. And it is a beautiful, bright, sunshiny day here on the seventh of June, two thousand twelve. And I hope wherever and whenever you're listening to my voice, that it is also bright and sunshiny. If at only, if only in your mind, at the very least. So once again, thank you for joining me all uh, tonight, and it is great to be back with you. It really is great to be back home and uh, to be doing this, which uh, is more than just a uh, a hobby. It's more than a profession. It uh, really is a vocation, and I'm so blessed, as I say often and will continue to say, to be able to do this as my full-time occupation. It is such a blessing and such a responsibility, of course, as well, so I am going to continue doing my best to bring you the news, information, and all of the goodies that you've been Coming to expect over the years from Corbett Report. And of course, as we've been talking about this week on the broadcast, this is the fifth anniversary, the week of the fifth anniversary of Corbett Report's uh, founding. So. In order to celebrate, we are had doing various things, uh, exploring and uh, ruminating on the meaning of success and other things, and the other night we were talking about the, the meaning of success and what how I measure and gauge the success of the Corbett Report website. Well, one of the things that has always been important to me in thinking about success and what it is that I'm trying to achieve with the Corbett Report is to try to think not, of course, only about how many people are being reached or the, some of the other things that we've talked about in the, in the, uh, the past few days, but... Also, the quality of that experience, and more specifically, getting other people involved in this as well. Uh, Once again, it's certainly not all about me or my ego or what I'm saying. It's more so about the ways that I can incite and inspire and get other people on board to get involved in spreading this information in a more active way, because it is certainly true that the only way that uh, we as a society will be able to Change What's happening to us is to all get involved and all start acting in whatever way that comes naturally or becomes most easily to us. And that can take lots of different forms. So once again, I'm not here to tell you how to think or how to act. I'm only hoping to spur people into action. And I have gotten emails over the years confirming that there are people out there who have been inspired by the Corbett Report to start a blog or to start their own podcast, and, uh, and every time I get an email like that, it truly does feel like a victory, and it truly does feel like all of this work and effort over the last five years has been worth it, if only for that alone. And over the years, one of the most consistent and persistent types of emails that I've gotten, I don't get it very often, but I do get it consistently. And uh, over the years, it starts to add up. Various people write in to ask me about a specific aspect of the production of the corporate Report. For example, what type of microphone I use or how to start podcasting or how to start a website or uh, writing articles or that type of thing. And uh, and let me just say, first off, right up off the top tonight, that it is certainly not a question that I mind receiving. It is not a, a pesky annoyance in any form. In fact, it is one of those signs of victory, because it shows that there are people out there who are engaged with this and who do want to start taking up the mantle for themselves and are already engaged in what is really the key theme for tonight, which is autodidacticism, the idea of teaching yourself how to do things And an important part of that process is reaching out there and trying to uh, consult people who are out there doing it already. Why not tap into that resource of knowledge? So for the people out there who have written in over the years to ask me about various aspects of the production of the Corbett Report, my hat's off to you because it shows that you are an engaged and engaging listener. ...who is about to become someone who's uh, involved in the process themselves. And what more could I ask for as someone producing this media? So tonight on Corbett Report Radio, I'm going to lift the veil, so to speak, and we're going to start getting into how to create your very own Corbett Report. Although, perhaps the first tip is not to call it the Corbett Report, but, uh, but whatever you decide to call your media venture... Tonight I'm going to give you some tips about some of the technology and software and other things that you can use to do that. So stay tuned right there. We're going to be right back after these messages. (laughs) Welcome back to Corbett Report Radio here on Republic Broadcasting. Once again, I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReports.com, coming to you, as always, from Western Japan, where I make my home and where I also make my living, I suppose, uh, doing the website and doing this radio broadcast and the podcast and the interviews and the videos and the articles and all of the other various media ventures that you've come to expect from yours truly, James Corbett. And as I uh, said before in uh, the previous segment, tonight we're going to be discussing not how to sit there and just passively absorb this information that you may be getting from various different alternative media news outlets day in and day out, but how to become someone who can uh, get out there and spread this information for yourself effectively. And uh, I've said many times in the past that we are living through a type of revolution that is just almost unbelievable, unthinkable. We are living through the type of revolution that really society hasn't seen for centuries and centuries since at least the invention of the Gutenberg printing press, which revolutionized medieval Europe and uh, really transformed that society in the way that information passed through it. Well, we're living through the Internet revolution, and it is still the early stages of that revolution, and the history of the future is being written right now by you and I, so it's time to grab that bull by the horns and wrestle it to the ground, and use every single possible opportunity that we have at our fingertips to use this library of Alexandria that has been created for our own benefit and to uh, to really wrestle out every single last drop of goodness from it before whatever crackdown that they have waiting in the wings they decide to actually uh, bring, bring down upon us. And we know that it's out there, the cyber false flag and cyber terrorism and all of these memes by which they aim to slowly start shutting down the free and open internet, or at least free and open as it has so far existed. So while it still exists, I'm still trying to make the most of it and uh, to spread my voice as widely as possible and spread this information as far as I can. And I certainly hope that other people will be willing to take up that mantle. So tonight we're going to be, well, rolling up our sleeves and getting involved, not just in the uh, the work of uh, creating this type of media, although it is work, but it can also be an incredibly satisfying process, uh certainly this is more satisfying than any other type of day job I've ever had in my life even teaching children of course one of the most honorable professions that uh, that could possibly exist and certainly not one that I would disparage but uh even even that uh, even more than that i really do enjoy creating this media and uh and get a sense of satisfaction in knowing that i have helped to spread a little bit of this information and uh once again i'm just one humble voice out there in a growing chorus but the point is that that chorus is growing and hopefully we can add a few more to that chorus tonight So, I'm going to be uh, giving you some pointers, some suggestions, some tips about various aspects of podcasting and conducting interviews and uh, making videos and things of that sort. So, there will be necessarily some uh, technical jargon and software names and things like that. So, for those of you out there who are interested in this and are looking for this type of information, by all means, go get your pen and paper and uh, get ready for a torrent of information. For those whose eyes might glaze over at the prospect of all of this uh, software talk and shop talk, so to speak, well, you can also get your pen and paper, because you also have a part to play in tonight's broadcast. As people will know by now, uh, every single night this week on the broadcast, I'm giving away one free DVD, uh, the forthcoming Volume 2 of the data DVD collection that I'm amassing at CorbettReport.com. This one being a collection of every single podcast episode, article, interview, and video that I created in 2009. Once again, gigabytes and gigabytes of information will all be available on this DVD that will be available for purchase later this week on uh, CorbettReport.com. And once again, subscribers will get a discount on that purchase. But for five lucky winners from this week's broadcast, you will get a free DVD that will go out with the first shipment of orders, hopefully this weekend, perhaps early next week. So, for tonight's DVD, we're going to have a phone-in contest, and this time it's going to be a skill-testing question. So I'm going to talk about various aspects of production of the Corbett Report and later on in tonight's broadcast, I'm going to ask a question about some of this information. And if you've been paying attention, you can call in with the answer to that question, which I will reveal here sometime in the coming minutes. And uh, if you have the correct answer, you will get the free DVD. So listen carefully, get that pen and paper ready, and, uh, and get ready for a torrent, a download of information. And where to start? Well, why don't we start where I started back when I first created the Corbett Report, and the Corbett Report was created primarily as a vehicle as an instrument for a podcast it had been my idea since the inception of the website that this was going to be a podcast uh, that was just what occurred to me naturally because this is really one of the key ways that i got involved in this entire media movement was through podcasts listening to various podcasts downloading podcasts and uh, it got to the point where i realized well it can be very professionally done with very expensive equipment and done by professionals who have been trained all their lives in broadcasting and it can be done just as easily by complete amateurs who have no experience whatsoever like myself. So, um, so that's exactly what I did. And that's, uh, when I decided to roll up my sleeves and begin doing it. And I've, uh, I've, ...mentioned before in various things that I've done that I certainly hope that people don't go through the podcast in chronological order, because if you start back from podcast episode number one, you'll have a difficult time of it. It wasn't the best presentation, it wasn't the best delivery, it uh, wasn't the best software I was using, it wasn't the best microphone, it was uh, not particularly enjoyable to listen to in any regard, but at the very least, it was something that I was putting out there, I was creating for myself, and I was making happen... (laughs) And that is so exciting, I can't even begin to describe it to you. So certainly I hope that there will be people in the audience listening tonight who will have that very same process in the near future. So really, honestly, podcasting can be done for uh, almost next to nothing uh, in terms of actual uh, expenditures. In fact, it probably could be pretty much nothing. I mean, other than the cost of an electricity bill and the cost of a computer. uh, Assuming you already have uh, both of those, then... You're pretty much ready to go. Uh, these days, it's even easier than uh, a few scant years ago when I began. But uh, but basically, I started by buying just a uh, cheapo, the pretty much the cheapest microphone you could possibly buy. Uh, just a little handheld uh, cardioid uh, microphone. It was, uh, I think, less than twenty dollars. Um, it was just really the cheapest thing I could find, and I was plugging it into my old. Beat up old laptop that was uh, barely uh, functioning at that time, and uh, I just plugged it in and started recording, and that was pretty much how I started the podcast. Obviously, uh, you will need some sort of uh, audio recording software if you're going to get into this, and uh, there's a lot out there. I'm not trying to limit anyone's options, but I will tell people what I use, and if you want to go and try it out for yourself, then that's fine. If you want to go and explore other options, then that's fine, too, and that's part of that autodidacticism that I mentioned in the first segment, by which uh, t- basically teaching yourself how to do things is the is the way to go. So certainly, at, once again, just like in every other aspect of the media that I do, I'm not asking you to take my word for it or just to simply uh, go along zombie-like uh, following whatever I say. Please do do some research uh, on all of this for yourself. But, uh, but, of course, it, it, for myself personally, what do I use for recording software? I use something called Audacity. It is free recording software. It's free to download. It is open source. And so it is uh, it's pretty much the way to go, I think. Unless you really want to start getting into uh, t- twisting knobs and, and fiddling with lovers and uh, getting into the real pro-type tools, I think it's probably best uh, to start off with something pretty easy to use. And Audacity is certainly that. So, it's, uh, it's widely available on the internet. As I say, it's free to download. So, it is, uh, you couldn't get much more simple or basic or cheap than that. And so, why not at least start there? Uh, in terms of, uh, microphones, I should say before I move on from that, uh, y- it can be as absolutely cheap and basic as you want. It could even be the built-in microphone on your computer. If you, if that's what you have, why not use it? But uh, but certainly that's not what I'm using right now. I am using an AT2020 microphone. AT stands for Audio Technica. That's the brand of the microphone. And it's a USB microphone, an AT2020 USB microphone. And I'll just put a little asterisk next to that piece of information. It may come in handy later in tonight's broadcast. Hint, hint. So, my AT2020 USB microphone is a pretty basic microphone, but it does the job, and it is, uh, it is pretty cheap. You can get one for under $100, certainly online, and, uh, and it will definitely get you rolling along to the races. And the best part about the USB microphone is that it's just plug-in, and it should pretty much uh, work with whatever uh, computer system you might have. I'm personally using an iMac, and I know there will be a lot of cutting about it basically uh well subscribing to the uh the Apple universe and i must admit i'm not happy at all with Apple and its philosophy of uh walling in the the uh j- putting the jail around all of their software and everything so that uh, there is it's basically not open in any sense of the word it's not free in any sense of the word so I know that uh, Apple is not something that I want to support as a corporate entity, but I do use an iMac. It is uh, very easy to use, and it does work well for the type of software that I'm using, so there you go. Uh, I guess some of us uh, m- uh, choose to wrestle with the beast, as it were, in order to uh, to get the uh, the information out there, so... It's part of that old conundrum of reaching into the matrix to grab people out of the matrix. But, of course, if you can use a a more open system, running perhaps uh, GNU slash Linux or Unix, uh, great, good on you, good for you, and I I hope that uh, that you can do that. Personally, I'm using an iMac, and uh, as I say, I'm using Audacity to record and an AT2020 USB microphone. The last piece of software that you will definitely need, and uh, one that is just amazing, and I can't believe I didn't discover it, Discover it earlier in my podcasting because it would have saved me a lot of work. It's a program. It's a, another free program called Levelator. Levelator. That is an incredibly useful program. Once you record your masterpiece podcast and you go to put it out there, before you uh, you finish everything off, you want to run it through Levelator. It will level out all the sounds so they all come out at the same sound level. And I can't tell you how important that is, but you'll uh, you'll figure it out for yourself if you start getting into this. At any rate, we'll come back with more information about podcasting and doing it yourself in this amazing Internet revolution right after these messages. Welcome back to Corbett Report Radio, and tonight on the broadcast, we're teaching you how to create your very own Corbett Report, so uh, so I certainly hope that you are all interested in this as much as I am, and if not, well, at the very least, you can still be interested because, of course, as I mentioned, we're going to have that phone-in skill-testing question later on in the broadcast for your chance to win the 2009 Data DVD, the forthcoming Volume 2 of that Data DVD series that I'm releasing at CorbettReport.com. So get that uh, pen and paper ready. Well, in fact, perhaps the hint has already dropped, so I hope you were listening in the last segment. But anyway, let's continue on. So we were talking about some of the software and uh, microphone and uh, computer uh, setup that I was using to record my podcast, that I am using to record my podcast even. And uh, once again, it really is that simple. Once you get that all set up and you uh, go into Audacity and you click the big red record button, you just talk and uh you hit stop at some point, and hopefully somewhere in between you've uh you've really made an incredible, amazing, wonderful podcast. And of course there's all the other little goodies that you can add in with intros and music and all of that, but I'll I'll leave that for your own imagination, which I'm sure is at the very least as good as mine. And uh and really that's pretty much all there is to it. Uh if you want to add the bells and whistles, you can, and if not, you don't have to. We'll get into some of those bells and whistles later on, but let's talk a little bit about what you do once you've recorded your Masterpiece podcast, what do you do with it once you've got it there uh, to your liking? Well, once you've got it done and edited and ready to go, and in an MP3 uh, or easily uh, readable audio file format, what do you do with it? Well, you're going to need to host it on the internet so that people can actually access it. That's pretty much the point of a podcast. I'm, if you don't want people to access it, I'm not really sure what you'd be doing it for. So you're going to have to have either a hosting service of some sort, or you're going to have to host it yourself, as in with your own website. And that those are pretty much the two basic uh, categories of options that will be at your disposal. So let's talk about them individually. First, the idea of having the uh, podcast hosted by a some type of service now there are various ones out there. I don't use any, so I can't recommend any. Um, but I do know that, for example, the Peace Revolution podcast from uh, our friends Richard Grove at all at TragedyAndHope.com dot com is hosted on Podomatic, and I know Podomatic is very well. It's uh, very popular, and I imagine quite easy to use a podcast hosting service. Where basically uh, there are there is the free option, and then there's the pay option. And, uh, if you want to do this on the cheap, well, why not? There's a free option and you can go and they will host your files and create the, uh, the podcast RSS feed, which we'll get into later and all of that goody, goodness, uh, for you. So that's a pretty easy way of doing it. Um, on, of course, the downside, as there always is with those types of free services, there, uh, I believe Podomatic does put, uh, advertising all over your podcast. So, uh, you don't want to do that really uh, if you can avoid it so if you want to pay a little bit more you can avoid that or the other route is to create your very own website well how do you go about doing that well that's really too much of a uh, big broad subject to get into in in something like this but generally speaking i guess i can say that you'd want to get your uh, your domain name so you might want to choose a domain name like CorbettReport.com, but of course not CorbettReport.com, because that's mine. Uh, You'll have to find your own. But uh, once you decide on uh, a domain name, and that's getting harder and harder by the day, isn't it, as they all seem to be getting snatched up. Once you decide on one, and you get it registered, and you can go through the registration process. There are various domain name registrars out there. Well, then you're going to have to uh, set up the website itself, and there are various ways of doing that. But, again, let me tell you about my own experience. Uh, when I first started the website, I got a friend of mine to design the website from scratch. And uh, and he was uh, interested in doing that in his off hours, and so he did it for me for pretty much next to nothing. Um, certainly far less than you would pay a professional website designer. And it was uh, it was good, and it served my purposes for a couple of years, and I'm very grateful to him for ha- having done that. So hats off to him but uh eventually i switched because i wanted to really upgrade the website so i went with a wordpress template for those of you out there who this is like speaking a different language to, don't worry if you are interested in this you can follow the principle of autodidacticism or self-learning and you can put wordpress into a search engine like startpage.com and you can find out more about what wordpress is and how it functions but suffice it to say that there are lots of WordPress templates out there so that you can create a website that looks professional at well is extremely easy to do and it will require some hours of research and finding the right template and then figuring out how to how to get that up onto your uh hosting service of course because of course you'll have to buy hosting space on a server somewhere and all of that and once again, that's too much detail to really get into in this broadcast but uh but hopefully you can find lots and lots and lots of resources online about how to do that. And the best thing about those WordPress templates is that there are completely free ones out there that are pretty good. I mean they look as good as most websites out there and uh and they might not have every bell and whistle, but they can certainly get the job done and certainly host a podcast and uh look pretty enough. And so uh, my website is actually running a WordPress template which no longer exists. Uh, It's disappeared, so there's no more service for it, no more upgrades. It's a pretty precarious situation, I suppose, for me, so I won't recommend that particular template. And in fact, that's a bit of a difficult one to use because it requires a bit of programming and coding on the back end and a bit of a pain actually so i will at some point i'm sure once i upgrade the website again switch to a different template so hopefully you can find your own out there and it will be even better than the corporate report and uh if you do that from the get-go then right there you're already ahead of me in this game and uh and we'll get into rss feeds and some of the other things that you might have to do with your podcast and we'll start getting into interviews and videos and some of that other good stuff coming up in the next segment we'll also open up the phone line for that skill testing question which will uh, result in one lucky winner getting a free DVD. So stay tuned right there. We'll be right back on Corporate Report Radio. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Welcome back, friends, welcome back to Corporate Report Radio. Uh, I'm James Corbett nice. of CorporateReport.com and tonight on the broadcast we're going over how to create your very own corporate report, how to create your own podcast and or articles, interviews, videos. We'll go through as much as we can possibly get through in one one hour transmission. But Let's get to the part that I know a lot of you have been waiting for, the skill testing question. If you've been listening carefully with your pen and paper handy, you will know the answer to this question. So the first caller with the correct answer at 1-800-313-9443 will get the free DVD for tonight. And the question is, what microphone do I use to create the Corbett Report? If you know the answer, 1-800-313-9443 will take your answers on air. So, while we wait for the callers to rush to their phones and dial those digits, let's continue going through some of the information about what uh, type of software and all of that other goodness that's required to uh, get these uh, podcasts up and going, as I'm sure many of you will be using now after tonight's transmission to create your very own media entity. Well, we talked a little bit about the type of uh, software and the microphones. We talked about hosting this on a website and other such things. Um, One important aspect to all of this is creating an RSS feed. As I said earlier, if you're using a a podcast service like Podomatic, there will be a way to create that uh, automatically, and it will probably not be a problem at all for you. You can just use whatever link they give you to, uh, to send to various podcast directories. They may even do it for you. Again, I don't use a podcast service, so I don't really know how that works, but I imagine it will probably list your podcast in various podcast listing services. But well, let's uh, let's talk about RSS feeds. What is an RSS feed? Basically, that's how uh, the users, the uh, the I- individual end listeners out there, will understand and de- decode and figure out that uh, that there is a new version, new episode of your podcast waiting to be delivered to them, and their iTunes will go and snuff it out, or their 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 podcast uh, podcatcher of choice will go and sniff it out and get it and uh, and download it automatically. So it will all work like clockwork, theoretically. And uh, basically, if you want more information about RSS feeds, once again, the principle of autodidacticism, self-learning, self-teaching, I suggest that you go and uh, research it. It's actually not so difficult to do. There are templates out there if you want to create your own RSS feed, which is what I do. I don't rely on those services. There are services out there like FeedBurner and others, which is owned by our old enemy Google. Uh, who that will create those types of RSS feeds for you? And most WordPress sites will have uh, plugins and others that that will create their own uh, RSS feeds, so you don't even have to do that. But I do suggest be uh, a little bit of uh, work on your end, if possible, to go and create your own, so that you know how it works and uh, can go and uh, fiddle with it as necessary. It's always best if you can set these types of things up for yourself with your own website instead of using something like Google's. Uh, uh, a blogger service or things like that; uh, those are easy to use and and if uh, and they're usually cheap and or free. So uh, so why not if that's the best that uh, that, that we, that's on the table? But if you have the time and energy to to put into basically teaching yourself how to do it, why not? All right, we've got some uh, callers on the line with the answer, hopefully, to tonight's question. So let's go, and the first answer, the first correct answer will be the winner. So first on the line is Don in Oregon. Uh, Don, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, James, how you doing? I am doing excellently, as I hope you are too. So let's get straight to the meat and potatoes. The question is, what microphone am I using to talk to you right now? Oh, you said the AT-2020, James. That's it. Don, you are the winner. You will get a free DVD. Thank you so much for your call. Uh, If you just hold on, uh, off-air, our producer will get some uh, contact details for you so that we can get that shipped out to you. Thank you for listening, Don. And uh, Bruce in California was also patiently waiting on the line but unfortunately will not be winning the free DVD tonight. Sorry, Bruce. But if Bruce does have a question, just continue holding on the line, let uh, let the producer know, and we will get to that question or comment that you might have. I'm happy to talk to you. But uh, let's continue going through, again, some of this information. So, for example, RSS feeds. Well, we've got that covered. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other bells and whistles and goodies that uh, that you can do to make your podcast even that much more interesting, because as fun as it is to... Drone on like my, myself in an endless monologue for um, minutes or hours at a time. Uh, sometimes you want to spice it up and insert clips from various things, as I often do in my own podcast. Well, an easy way to do that, for example, if you want to uh, get a video from YouTube and use the audio from that video in your podcast, there are various programs that you can use to download videos from services like YouTube or other services out there, other uh, video hosting services, and uh, the there are lots of different ways to do that, and there are websites, for example, out there that you can go to that I won't recommend because I don't use them myself, but uh, they're easy enough to find online if you're interested, where basically you just type in the URL of the YouTube video or whatever it is that you want, and they'll create the video for you and you can download it. What I use is actually a Firefox extension called Download Helper, and it is a great help. It is, in fact, quite easy to use, or at least I find it to be so, and it uh, gets the job done. So I'm happy to use Download Helper on Firefox to grab videos from the web as needed. And there is a, a type of co- a conversion that apparently can be done with, uh, with those videos uh, via Download Helper, where it will convert and scrape the audio off and create an MP3 file, so it will be just the audio that you can then insert into your podcast. But uh, that's not the way I do it. It's not very easy to set up uh, for, via the uh, via the Mac version of the uh, Download Helper. So what I do is I use a separate program. Once I've got that video file, I use another program called FLV Crunch. And once again, I think that is only available for Mac. So if you're a Windows user, uh, you're going to have to find out an equivalent. But there are plenty of, plenty of other uh, versions of that type of conversion software out there. So... I'm sure it'll be easy to find. One I use is called FLV Crunch. You just take that uh, that file, that video file, you put it in there, you convert it to an MP3 file and uh, there you go. Basically, you're good to insert it into your podcast of choice. So, um so there you go. There's there's a little bit of the behind the, the scenes on creating a podcast. Let's get into some of the other types of things that I do on The Corbett Report. For example, interviews. How do you conduct interviews? Well, back in the day, it was a laborious process that required tons of very specialized equipment and uh, and all sorts of incredible, uh, incredibly expensive types of uh, technologies, but uh, it, lo and behold, here we are in the internet revolution, and in the last several years, it has become extremely easy and extremely cheap to talk to people all around the world and to record those conversations as well, so... So, how do you record an interview? Well, of course, for my interviews, uh, when I'm doing an interview for the website, I use Skype, because it is free to use. And uh, I do I have my own account with Skype, so that costs uh, a yearly subscription. I can't remember off the top of my head how much it is. It's not a very large amount, but uh, I, I don't think you even really need that. Um, but I do have that, for so I have my own Skype phone number and, and things of that sort. And uh, I also have a, uh, a package that includes free calling to North America, which is very handy because that's uh, that's where I spend most of my time calling. So um, so that is very handy on my side. And uh, so I pay a yearly fee for that. But other than that, of course, Skype is basically free to use. Skype to Skype is free. And uh, Skype t- calling uh, depends on what country you're calling and where you're calling from and what kind of calling package you have, et cetera. But it, again, it's very, very, very cheap. So basically, you can talk to people all around the world for very negligible cost, we'll say. And how do you record those conversations? Well, I, again, am on a Mac, so if you're on Windows, you'll have to find a different program. But I use a program that is very, very simply entitled Call Recorder. Well, you can't get much more basic than that in terms of description. And uh, it works uh, just fine for me. And uh, basically, again, there's a big red record button. And uh, when you're ready to start recording what your conversation, you just press that button. And there are some various settings that you can set up in the background. Um, and basically, the most important one that I would recommend is to make sure that you record the conversation on separate channels that is the uh, the outbound audio and the inbound audio. Your side of the conversation and the other person's side are recorded on separate channels so that you can uh, separate them out and uh, you can edit them individually. So if there's some kind of loud sound on your end, then you can edit that out when you're not talking or when the other person, if there's another sound on their end, or however that works. There can be all sorts of uh, various... Well, technical and uh, logistical headaches with uh, those types of things, but as long as you're recording on separate channels, you have a better chance of being able to edit out any types of stray artifacts. Um, call Recorder is also good for video recording, because there is, uh, of course, video Skype calls, and uh, once again, in this remarkable Internet age, it's very easy to record video calls with people all around the world, as I do, for example, with James Evan Pilato, a regular guest here on the broadcast on Thursday nights for FoodWorldOrder.com, and regular... A guest on our co-host really co-creator of new world next week at newworldnextweek.com my weekly video series where we talk about three news stories breaking around the world and uh we basically just have a skype chat for 15 minutes a video chat and i record that with my call recorder and uh, or at least that's the way it used to work we've kind of come to a different arrangement now where we're each recording the video on our own ends with our own cameras but that 's slightly more sophisticated setup and uh, perhaps more more effort and money, but uh, ultimately, then you can avoid the types of skype glitches that occasionally will hang a, a call or it will uh, will get suspended or the uh, audio will get garbled or all those other fun games that uh, unfortunately sometimes take place. The technology is not perfect but uh, we're doing the best we can, we can. and uh, trust me, most people out there do understand that if you are independent alternative media that's providing real information, it doesn't matter that uh, you're not using the most expensive and glitch-free uh, products and software out there. The most important thing is the information, so people will be forgiving, and uh, thank God for that, because <laughs> there's a lot to forgive in some of the technical monstrosities that I've created on the Corbett Report over the years, especially, as I say, with my earlier podcasts, which were not things of beauty or things to behold from any technical perspective. But uh, but once again, that's pretty much the quick and dirty way of recording Skype interviews, uh, call recorder. Again, that's only for the Mac and on Windows. I, uh, used to, I used to use Windows on my old laptop back a few years ago when I was running the entire website on the laptop, if you can believe it. And uh, I can't for the life of me remember the name of the software I was using, but it's probably out of date anyways. I'm sure there's better programs that have come along in the meantime. So once again... Autodidacticism. Oh, I can't say that for the life of me tonight. Autodidacticism. Teaching yourself. So, once again, I'm sure with a, a very short uh, startpage.com search query, you will be able to find the best and most up-to-date Windows recording software for Skype. And uh let's move along to videos. Once again, another integral part of what I do is videos. I spend a lot of time editing videos, and if you get into this, uh, well, you're probably going to be doing that yourself as well. So uh there's no way around it. Video editing is a long and laborious and painstaking process. It can be, I suppose, pretty easy. Uh, it can be as easy or as difficult as you make it. Let's put it that way. If you want it to look uh, somewhat pretty or fancy or at least somewhat professional, you might have to put some effort into it. Otherwise, you can do some pretty basic things pretty easily. So once again, it's a question of how much uh, you want to really immerse yourself in this. And uh, and once again, with video editing, like with so many other things, you can go for the, the cheap options, the even sometimes the free options, or you can go with the more expensive, the more detailed, the more pro-type options. So, uh, when I first started this, very, very, at the very beginning, I was, uh, trying to use the, the built-in, uh, Windows Movie Maker, Maker, I believe it's called, which is the free standard, uh, video editing software program that comes with, uh, with Windows, or at least used to come with Windows. I don't even know anymore. And, uh, and Mac has its own equivalent, um, that the name will escape me at the moment. I believe it's iMovie or something of that sort. That would, uh, make sense with the whole Apple universe. But anyway, um... I tried using that a little bit at the beginning, but it was not quite up to what I was looking to do with uh, multiple cuts and uh, different uh, layers of uh, video going on so I ultimately ended up uh, shelling out i believe somewhere in the neighborhood of eighty dollars at the time for a uh, a low lower quality version a lower version of studio uh, sony vegas. Pro, I believe it was called, which again was for the Windows, and again this was several years ago. So I have no idea and cannot attest to the functionality of that software right now. How what stage it's at, whether you can get it so cheaply, etc., etc. But for uh, what I was doing and uh, where I was when I started the corporate report, that was uh, basically all I needed, and it wor- served me well at my time in Windows, in the Windows universe. But when I moved over to Mac. I moved over necessarily to Final Cut Pro, which is a uh, well let's let's not be uh, let's not beat around the bush. it is a somewhat expensive program, but it certainly is again as powerful as you would ever need it to be unless uh, even if you are a professional filmmaker, I believe a lot of uh, professional film editing is now done on Final Cut Pro with of course lots of other types of bell and whistle programs added in with Adobe After Effects and all of that. But uh final Cut pro again, just uh, a pretty standard uh video editing suite that will do everything you could possibly need it to do, and uh titling and all of that so um so once again, there are a lot of different options that you can go for, but uh, it depends on what you're trying to do and what you uh what you need and uh it could be again, it could be as simple as for example, the video interviews that I do uh well, if you record it with call recorder. It will record your, the two sides of that conversation in one wide screen with, uh, just basically a split screen, you on one side, the person on the other side of the screen. And, uh, and really, you wouldn't have to do much editing for that if you just click record and re- have your conversation and click stop. That, you know, that could be all, all you need to do. And then you just upload that file to, well, the uh, the video hosting platform of your choice, I was going to say YouTube, which is kind of the default, but it should not be, because of course it is owned by our old enemy, Google. It is Gootube, and we know, or I hope we all know by now, the types of problems that people are encountering more and more frequently with YouTube and all of their backdoor shenanigans and the things that happen there with uh, the copyright uh, infringement policies and things where Completely and utterly spurious and bogus uh, copyright claims are being made on more and more ridiculous types of items, including, of course, things like, well, bird sounds, the sounds of birds chirping in the background of, uh, of videos that are recorded out there in nature. There are uh, companies out there that now claim to, uh, to have copyright over the sounds of birds chirping. I know it sounds ridiculous. Uh, this is a case that actually cropped up last year or earlier this year, I should say. So, uh, so once again, I'm sure you can do the research on that. So I do, do use, I do use YouTube because it is one of the most visited, uh, websites on the internet. It is certainly the largest video sharing platform on the internet. It is where you go if you want to reach the masses, but you have to do so knowing that you are stepping into the matrix in order to use the matrix. I also have a backup channel, blip.tv slash Corbett Report, and blip.tv is another video hosting platform i'm sure it's ultimately no uh, better or worse than youtube uh, at the end of the day but uh, at the very least it's another place so that if and when they ever try to take down the uh, Corbett report youtube channel well there will always be that backup there and so that's something that i would recommend people think about when they're engaging in their own media is to try to think about redundancies and backups and things like that because you never know as i say we're moving into this age of the cyber terror meme and virtual flag terrorism and all of this other Well, nonsense that's unfortunately going to be playing out over the next several years and really probably changing the face of the Internet as we know it. So we have to think about things like this. Now, there are all sorts of other things to consider. For example, people often want to do live broadcasting, live streaming. There are services for that, like things like Ustream, which may or may not be useful for you. Again, it depends on what you want to do and how you want to do it. I would certainly use a service like that if I was doing something like attending Bilderberg and wanted live footage of what I was doing, just in case I suddenly got arrested on spurious grounds or something like that. But it can be a bit of a pain, I think, uh, to set up and to use services like that just for regular broadcasting. Well, what do I know? Well, on that point, let's, uh, let's leave it there. We'll come back just to wrap things up, talk a little bit about writing articles, and once again, how to get involved in this Internet revolution right after this break. And welcome back to the closing minutes of tonight's broadcast of Corbett Report Radio. Once again, I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, C-O-R-B-E-T-T-Report.com. And tonight we've been going over how to basically create your own version of what I'm doing, because it's a point that I often make when I go on other people's programs as a guest. I often try to leave them with the, the message that what I'm doing is absolutely, totally, and completely nothing special. And, uh, and uh, this is just a message that could not be more important to me, that, uh, that it is absolutely nothing special what I'm doing, and that anyone can do this. Trust me, if I can do it, anyone out there can do it. So, uh, it does require a bit of technical knowledge, and basically, once again, autodidacticism, teaching yourself how to learn and how to, how to do this. And, uh, and basically, that's, that's the way I did it. I just typed in my queries into the search engine and, uh, and started researching it for myself, and uh, it's been sometimes a slow and uh, painful process. It doesn't need to be, necessarily. If you're a, a quicker study than I, I'm sure you can uh, sort some of this out and, uh, and do a better job of it. I have no doubt of that. That's why I'm always uh, encouraging people to get involved in this and to start creating their own media, because I'm certainly not the best uh, person in the world to do this, and I know there are people listening to my voice right now who could do a better job, so... I'm certainly hoping that uh, this will help to motivate other people to uh, roll up their sleeves and get going. So once again, uh, as uh, as James Impolato often likes to end his broadcasts, don't hate the media, become the media. Well, that's very much the message for tonight. Well, finally, I wanted to talk about one of the other things that is important at the Corbett Report. We've been talking a lot of technical aspects about computers and software and uh, microphones and things of that sort. Well, it doesn't all have to be technical, and, uh, and uh, you don't need a great technical knowledge uh, to just spread the information. There are many ways to do that. Of course, one of them, if you are gifted in writing, gifted with the the tongue, the uh, language of English, which apparently I'm not at the moment, but sometimes I've been known to be. If you are gifted in uh, constructing and crafting sentences, well, why not writing articles? That's another excellent way to get the word out. And uh, if you do a good job and if you uh, hit the right sites and you get the word out in the right way, you can reach thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, occasionally millions of people pretty much right away, and uh, not a lot of uh, growth curve to that or learning curve to that. Uh, if, you, uh, if you write well, then you are needed, because it's always good to have good writers out there who can express what's going on and put it into uh, well, an understandable form that people will be able to get a lot of information out of. And, of course, there's lots of different writing styles and different ways to, uh, to uh, approach this information, and uh, once again, I'm not here to tell you how to do it. I think every different way is uh, good in its own way and bad in its own way, and it appeals to different people for different reasons. So I think uh, what we need is a lot of different people with a lot of different styles putting this all out in their own way. But uh, probably the most important advice I can give in regards to writing articles and submitting articles to various websites is uh, is what you would hear in a lot of different uh, venues for budding writers, and that's basically just to to know uh, know what you're writing, of course, first and foremost, and to know your audience as well. So there are different websites out there that each have their own style, their own types of articles that they publish, and, of course, it really just depends on what uh, what appeals to you is uh, probably the, the site that you'd want to end up aiming your articles at. There are lots of sites out there that will publish your articles, and we've talked to a lot of the uh, the proprietors and webmasters of them, including... Sites like anvilai.com, theintelhub.com, activistpost.com, globalresearch.ca, blacklistednews.com. I could go on and on and on. Lots of different sites out there that will host articles. So once again, if there's an intre- uh, a subject that you're interested in, passionate about, knowledgeable about, able to really write about, why not get up there, roll up your sleeves, and get down to the nitty-gritty of helping to spread this information. And we are fresh out of time, so we're going to have to leave it there. I hope that uh, this helps to motivate at least a few people out there to get involved in this and to help spread this information. Many hands make light work, so let's make this as light a load as possible. On that note, I'm looking forward to talking to you all again 23 hours from now. So until then, thanks for listening and take care.